Sure, our devices talk to us, but what will it take to make for real conversation? I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Dr. Melanie Mitchell, author and Davis Professor of Complexity at the Santa Fe Institute. Welcome, Dr. Mitchell. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right. So I know this is a fairly new role for you, but how did a professor of complexity come about? Santa Fe Institute has been around since 1984, so it's, it's been around for a while, and it's an institute that studies complexity across nature and technology and society. But they decided that they wanted to get some longer-term faculty who came from, say, universities or other academic institutions to come for you know, longer periods of time. And one of their donors, um, a trustee named uh, Elizabeth Davis, uh, donated the funds to set up this professorship. So um, I have a year position here at the Institute uh, on leave for my academic job. And um, it's what a professor of complexity does, I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> well, I'm sure you will. So let me dive into this. What is the state of the art today regarding machine-generated written and verbal communication? State of the art is um, programs that learn from huge amounts of written uh, text, especially scraped from the web. And the way that they learn is that they are given a partial sentence and they're asked to predict the next word. Like if I said, you know, what did you eat this morning for? And you have to predict that it's a good idea to say breakfast and it's a bad idea to say uh, ostrich. <laughs> and these systems learn from being given these, this uh, prediction task these are called language models. And after they've learned, they're able now to generate text. So if, if I sit now give them a little uh, prompt of a, say, uh, a sentence or two, they can continue that sentence on for many paragraphs and sound extremely coherent. So there's a well-known system called GPT-2 that probably many of your listeners have heard of, uh, developed by um, OpenAI company uh, that is remarkable in its ability to generate coherent sounding text. So, so let's talk about that. In fact, you've written about OpenAI and, and GPT-2. Summarize for us, if you will, what GPT-2 is and tell us what you've learned from the project so far. Well, it, it's a language model, like I just described, that's trained by having to complete text, um, and it's trained on millions of uh, sentences that are scraped from web pages, maybe even billions of sentences, I can't remember. It's a huge amount of text, and there's an online demo of it that you can play with, and I played with it, and it's, it just blew me away how good it was at creating very coherent sounding paragraphs. Now, the problem is that um, it doesn't have any understanding of what it's writing about. So if it writes about, say, um, vaccines and autism, this is an example I gave in my, my paper on it, uh, where it's a long paragraph about vaccines and their relation to autism, and it's all fake, right? I mean, it's none of it's really true. And it sounds very authoritative. 
but the program itself doesn't have any knowledge or, or understanding of these concepts. It's just able to put together these sentences in a way that can be very, sound very human-like, but really aren't. So for those who are interested in maybe learning more about it and, and maybe even developing products and applications using machine conversation, who or what should they be following? Like how, how do they know where the best resources are? Well, um, Google just recently put out a new chat bot that's trained, that uses the same kind of technology. Um, and I think that eventually these things are gonna be open sourced. So the, probably the tools will be available. But all of the big tech companies like Google, Facebook, Apple, so on, are all working on this kind of AI conversation chatbot, you know, uh, kind of applications and will probably make them available for companies that want to use them. The problem, I mean, one problem with them though is they're not extremely reliable. They work really well until suddenly they don't work. You know, they, they just spout out something completely nuts. Uh, <laughs> and it's, and there's a question, there's a big question in the AI community that people are debating whether they just need more data, they need more training you know, or deeper neural networks, or do they actually, are they missing something fundamental that we humans have that enable us to carry on conversations that these machines don't have? And I think that's still an open question. Where can somebody find your latest book, Artificial Intelligence, A Guide for Thinking Humans? I think you can find it at Amazon and any other site that normally sells books online or you might even find it in your local bookstore and or your local library <laughs> yes i and still love the library i encourage you to go to any of those places to read it and i would be thrilled to have uh, as many people read it as possible even if they're just getting it from the library <laughs> thanks again dr melanie mitchell author and davis professor of complexity at the Santa Fe Institute. If somebody wants to connect uh, with you, uh, besides getting a copy of your book, maybe they want to ask questions in general, how can they do that? Uh, they can go to my website, melaniemitchell.me, and that has contact information and also links to all of my writings. Sounds good. And find more of my interviews right here, or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.